Welcome to SAS Talk with Kim, your sustainability action series podcast highlighting how local governments are leading the way toward a more sustainable future. I'm your host, Kim Lundgren. I've spent the last 16 years working for and with local governments to help them create resilient, inclusive, thriving communities. I started this podcast series to connect you with the key people on the ground putting sustainability into action in their communities. Hello, everybody, and welcome to SAS Talk with Kim, your sustainability action series podcast. I'm your host, Kim Lundgren. I'm really excited today to have one of my colleagues from the APWA Center for Sustainability, Denny Wilson, joining us. Denny is the engineer for Sarpy County, Nebraska. Welcome, Denny. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate the, the opportunity to speak with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. So before we dive into kind of what you're doing uh, in Sarpy County, I thought it'd be good if you could just describe for the audience currently what your role is. Michael, my role is a, as county engineer, which is unique to Nebraska because it's an elected position. All our county officials are elected, and in particular, any population of over 150,000 within a county requires a licensed engineer. So it's, it's an interesting role, somewhat unique. My, my prospects in the county essentially involve working within the public works sector, I manage what would be considered a public works agency, and that would include the infrastructure that lies outside of the cities. Uh, it would include road design and construction, bridge design and construction, and some of the more important aspects with regard to sustainability certainly would be uh, the control of streams, erosion control, and water quality, and then of course the outlying areas that we deal with with regard to some of the other cities quite a bit of coordination between them as well. That's interesting. And, you know, I've always found it interesting that you are technically an elected official. We don't have a lot of uh, county and city engineers that are elected officials. Does that designation kind of, I guess, apply any different kind of a pressure than you might otherwise feel in, in this role? Or is there more to your job than might typically um, be in that position because of that? kind of commitment to, you know, really being um, an advocate for your community members? It, it gives me some freedom in some ways, and then it restricts me in others. From the standpoint of freedoms, I do have more ability to put some of the ideas of sustainability into action, because I'm the one who makes those decisions. We do have to report to a board. We do have to get money from a board of commissioners. But other than that, those decisions can be made through my division, my department. From the standpoint of, of restrictions, every four years I have to buy for my job. So there are pressures to do same things a certain way because if you don't, you may not get reelected the next go around. So at the same time, you're trying to balance those two. Uh, from my standpoint, I find it interesting and a, a viable position from the standpoint of what I can do. That to me is the most important aspect. That's great. So my last couple guests uh, on public works uh, and sustainability have been uh, mostly from the coasts. Uh, and so you're like right smack dab in the middle of the country. Um, you know, maybe could you give us a sense of, you know, what does sustainability look like in Nebraska? Nebraska is a, well, I'll call it a urban state. <laughs> uh, it's got a mix of rural areas. It's got some badlands on the far west side. 
of the state, and of course urban areas. Lincoln is our capital. It's a fairly sizable city of about 400,000 within their proximity. Omaha is about 750,000 when you look at all the smaller counties and cities around it. So you do have both of those two items working. From Nebraska's standpoint, the sustainability aspects lie within the farmlands that we have and certainly some of the uh, brushlands that we, we have along both sides of the state. Those areas are probably the areas that are concentrated on most from the standpoint of sustainability. Our population is only about 2 million, so we don't have a lot of congestion management issues with large highways and urban areas like you would have on either coast. But we do have a number of parks. We have a lot of waterways that cut through the state. Uh, Platte River goes from end to end. The Missouri River is our border on the, the far eastern side. So water quality issues are certainly a topic, and those are something that are concentrated on within each municipality, within each county, and certainly at the state level. The other aspect of sustainability with regard to our Midwestern area is through wind power. We have a number of wind towers that help reduce the energy costs for us. Uh, they're done in a, in a sustainable fashion. We make sure that you know, they're not in areas where we have a lot of wildlife or where you may see uh, flocks of, of birds because we do, again, have large populations of that. But, but those are some of the areas that we're concentrating on from the Midwestern side of things. Well, that's cool. So, you know, that's really good to know. What is, in your role as an elected official as part of public works, kind of what is what is the role there for public works to, to lead on sustainability, um, both within the county government, but, you know, among your municipalities and kind of beyond within the whole state? There's quite a bit of coordination going on with our our five cities, we have La Vista, Springfield, Bellevue, Papillion, and Gretna that are urban areas. And where they border the county's jurisdiction, we, we have to deal again with a urban environment, the urban areas, and then the overlap with regard to the, to the county rural areas. Our main thrust with regard to sustainability deals with looking at congestion management in some of those areas that are more urban. But we also deal with the stream protection aspects because being at the lower end of the county, draining into the Platte River as well as the Missouri, um, we have a lot of water quality issues that we have to pay attention to. Um, we deal with a number of trails as potential alternative methods of transportation because if you do it in the rural areas now, it makes it so much easier when the urban areas start to infringe on that, you already have ready-made alternative forms of transportation. Um, one last thing I'd also mention is the, the uh, compressed natural gas vehicles. We have begun to implement those into some of our areas, and the help there, of course, is that it reduces the pollution for major vehicles we have, such as the diesel trucks that plow roads during winter, and even our sheriff's office, which is a 24-7 operation. Yeah, for sure it is. You talked about kind of planning ahead, kind of preparing um, as urban areas may expand out into rural and having some trails as alternative, um, maybe commute paths, which is great. Um, you know, oftentimes we find that sustainability is being led by the planners, 
Could you talk a little bit about how you are engaging, working, or, or not with the planners in, in Sarpy County? That's, that's an excellent question. We have some great planners within the urban area, and then we also have a, a great planning staff here in the county. I don't know how many county agencies have the ability to do much in the way of planning, but we're fortunate in that we have a staff of about 10 people that, that we can work with. They developed an, an energy analysis plan for all the county buildings, as an example, and helped develop plans for reducing our consumption of energy. They also work with us on trails. We usually will research the potential grants that we might get or funding sources. Our budgets are much bigger than the planning department. Uh, but then work in conjunction with them to put together some of these aspects. Also, we work together to do our comprehensive plans. You know, if we can create a road network um, and avoid things such as bridges and streams where we, where we can, that will help, again, in the long run for the sustainability aspects. That's great. You don't always hear about public works and planning departments uh, coordinating. Sometimes they don't even talk to each other. Uh, so it's certainly nice to hear that that's not the case in Sarpy County. Right. I consider myself a plan-geneer. <laughs> that's a new I one, Danny. We're going to have to tag that one for you. I, I just, I've always enjoyed the environmental aspects. I've tried to incorporate landscaping in as many areas as we can, avoid the concrete. Um, so, yeah, I'm one of those individuals that I, I focus on those, those elements. That's great. Uh, you talked about kind of an energy analysis that's been done for the, the government buildings. Um, I always think it's great for local governments to lead by example. Um, you know, when we're talking kind of at that higher level, the board of commissioners, for example, you know, what would you say, how would you describe, I guess, the county's overall commitment level to sustainability and climate change? I mean, a lot of our energy reduction, right, is to help reduce greenhouse gas emissions and as well as save money. Um, what is the county's kind of stance on those issues? Well, to give you a quick idea, Sarpy County is the smallest county in Nebraska. It's about 250 square miles, but it is the fastest growing. So the commissioners we have come from both those urban areas as well as the rural farmers. Um, I have to admit that the rural people are really dedicated to nature. You know, if, if they do anything wrong, it's going to impact their business just as it would impact us. The, the commissioners are very much engaged. We, we've been very fortunate to have a number of people that don't treat it as a part-time job. They treat it as something that they're doing for the county to help it grow, but help it grow in a safe and efficient manner, in a sustainable manner. So from our standpoint, we've had great luck with them. You know, they back us on plans such as the energy plan. They have included energy and sustainability in their strategic plan for the county and subsequently put in goals to help in whatever way they can to build a sustainable county. And it's important, again, because we're growing fast. We've had uh, essentially, I think we're 62nd fastest growing county in the United States for populations over 5,000. And that's out of, I think, 17 or 1,800 counties. So Wow. We've, we've got to focus. We have to focus on how we're going to make sure we keep this county sustainable. Yeah, and that's definitely not an easy thing to do. I'm sure uh, it's an ongoing challenge to try to address that. Um, but you mentioned that Sarpy County, um, you know, very rural. Um, I know it's fairly conservative. What 
kind of engagement, it sounds like there is general support and an acknowledgement for um, maintaining the quality and health of the environment as part of um, everyone's future, like that makes sense. But are there specific ways in which um, either you and your role or the county in general really engages um, community members to both understand uh, how things get impacted by our actions or to just take more action in their own lives on sustainability? Yes, yes, definitely. I, I would say we do in regard to our public meetings when we're doing projects, either stream projects or road projects, anything along those lines. We, we would engage the public and explain why we're doing this. But Nebraska also has what they call the natural resource districts broken into the state, and their sole function is to improve stream quality, improve water quality within each of their districts. The one for us is the Papio Creek Missouri River Natural Resource District. So we have the opportunity to work with them on dam construction in some cases for flood control, but again, dam control that is done in a sustainable manner that would actually protect species as opposed to harming them. Uh, we also have a number of agencies, such as the Soil Conservation Service, that help the farmers work with um, streams and with vegetation and things of that nature to make sure that that's done in a, in a safe and efficient manner. So we're, we're real fortunate in that we have those agencies that can concentrate specifically on the educational aspects, have meetings, and meet with individuals uh, to help farmers work on the rural side and, again, to help city leaders work with regard to their, their particular environments. And are you guys seeing, I mean, I know a lot of the folks we've talked to, you know, they're already experiencing what are dubbed as the impacts of a changing climate. Has Nebraska, or in your area in particular, um, have you guys had any type of extreme weather events or other indications of a change in climate and its potential impacts on you? It, it has been minimal from our standpoint. We're fortunate in that respect. Um, we have looked at some congestion mitigation management, um, and that is as a result of some of the, some of the atmosphere and the way it has trapped some of the carbon gases, you know, within our cities. So that has, I think, awakened a few people to the fact that, yes, there is indeed some climate change issues that could happen. Probably the largest impact we saw within the last probably 10 or 15 years was there was a, a great amount of melt coming down from our northern neighbors. Part of that, of course, was with regard to um, the mountains and some of the melting, again, attributable to have climate change, most definitely. We had a flooding on the Missouri River, which took out one of our major interstates for about four miles. We had a number of roads and highways closed in, in 2011 when it occurred. Those are the kind of issues we look at and say, is this something we need to be worried about? Is, is this not something that maybe is happening within the atmosphere, the change that we need to be paying attention to and how we can address that? So I, I'd say those are probably the two major things that we've seen lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, gosh, uh, I know the Midwest in general has had a lot of flooding issues in all different places and coming in through the central uh, part of the country. I worked a lot with the city of San Antonio, Texas, on their sustainability plan, and that was a huge issue that they were concerned about. I mean, they go from drought to, like, massive storms. 
Um, right. It's hard to be fully prepared for that. Um, and there's, well, go ahead. Excuse me, and, and I'm glad that you mentioned that, that we had gone through a drought um, recently, like within, like in the last 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. That definitely is, is another impact, you're right. Yeah, so it's one of those things where, you know, what's that role that the county can play in providing information and data to community members so that they have all the information they need to make the right decisions and helping community members, you know, have a pathway to do these things. And it sounds like with, you know, some of your work on, you know, river um, river banks and trails and all that, you, you're trying to get to that and give, give them options. So that's really good. It, it does work well, and we have a landfill as well that, uh, you know, again, teaching people that we can actually sell some of the the methane gas back to energy companies so that we're not polluting the atmosphere. We're also helping to extend our energy supplies, extend our energy life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we've been talking a lot about climate change, so I'm just going to ask now that we're here in 2017 and there's a new president um, who does not seem to want to have any conversation about climate change, doesn't believe it, it's man-made. I mean, are you anticipating politics in Washington, D.C. to impact any of Sarpy County's efforts moving forward? We, yes, we already have seen a, a blip, if you will. Uh, we have to get permits from the Environmental Protection Agency, the Corps of Engineers, and other local agencies for any work we do within streams. And the NPDES permit is is one of those areas that uh, we end up having to get permits to make sure that we can do our work. My understanding is, having talked to two engineering firms recently, that they were told by the government officials, I believe it was through the EPA, that they're not going to issue any further permits until such time that the uh, hiring freeze is lifted. And the reason for that is that they can't, they don't have enough staff to do so. So whether it's politically motivated or not, it's a reality, yes, that that, that is a direct impact of the current administration that's uh, in Washington, D.C. Wow. So is that going to, like, literally halt your projects? Yes. Yes. Other than, you know, if we do a road project, say, or a bridge project or maintenance within an area that's not affected, no problem. But as I said, we are filled with streams in Sarpy County, not to mention the rivers. Wow. Well, that is certainly uh, yet another challenge, right? It's significant. It is definitely significant. And I I don't think a lot of people think about, you know, when they see things happening at the federal level, they don't always understand all of the connections to their day-to-day life um, and the roles that um, that the federal government actually plays in controlling some of the things that local governments can uh, and should be doing. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting couple months, I think. Until... <laughs> I think four years worth. Actually. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess just in closing, Denny, you know, you got, you come from a unique perspective, and you're doing a lot to promote um, sustainable thinking in Sarpy County. So, you know, for those other communities that might be in more conservative uh, territories, uh, which to be honest, I've never seen that be a challenge to local governments uh, taking on sustainability or climate change. In my work, uh, I've worked with cities and in, in counties in every state in the U.S., uh, you know, mayors from all different political backgrounds and uh, all of them doing voluntarily uh, climate change mitigation, adaptation and sustainability work. So, you know, while I don't think it's 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 
necessarily a driver. There may be some folks who just feel like they, they're not ready to take the leadership and maybe go against the grain. So for those folks, you know, are there like three key pieces of advice that you might give them on, you know, how to get started or maybe how to overcome some typically conservative thinking? I, I think so. Education is kind of the umbrella for that whole that whole issue. Um, the the fact that you have elected officials, say in our state legislature, that are currently looking at 680 bills for this 90-day session, they're not going to have a lot of time to talk about environmental issues versus other things associated with, say, the budget. So. Approaching those those senators and or congressmen that you have definitely is one of the most effective ways that you can deal with bringing into play some of the sustainable methods and sustainability issues associated with your counties. Um, the other area is to seek help from other other entities that have already uh, broached those subjects. Because in Sarpy County, we have put into place some of the things, and we know where you can go wrong and how you can be right in certain areas. So I think that helps as well. And then just the, the general aspect of meeting with the public, as we do for our projects, and trying to get across the fact that, yes, climate change is a potential issue for us, and that is why I shouldn't even say potential. It is an issue with us. So... The reason we're building bike trails and the reason that we look at the potential for cutting back on uh, emissions from cars is associated directly with the work we do, and it's going to help us in the long run. So I think those, those three issues would at least be some of the, the possible uh, opportunities that they could utilize. That's great. I'm sure that folks can really kind of take those and run. I think those are great examples of how to just get started and really just letting folks know they're not alone. Um, You know, so many local government representatives in many different positions at the elected level, at staff level, are leading the way on climate change. We've been doing it now for, I've been working on this area for 16 years, so I've been watching local governments really lead the way and drive this activity you know, and it's important to note, I mean, yes, you talked about your NIPTES permitting and stuff, but a lot of the voluntary work we do on energy efficiency, renewable energy, alternative fuels, um, that's all voluntary. Um, local governments have voluntarily been doing that because they're finding that it makes sense for their local government. So, you know, I think that that's really important for folks to remember. In regard to seeking help, I think you, you bring up a good point. We utilize consultants as much as we can on these types of, F, of issues as well because they're the ones who are out going to educational series and such. So firms such as yourself that have the background and the education to understand what needs to be done, that's a big help. That's a big help for us. They, even such as, you know, Envision, you know, working with the APWA on those. Consultants do that for us. We, we just don't have the background or time to do that. Yeah, that's a great point. Envision is a fantastic tool to assess the sustainability of your projects. Um, there's a good checklist if the, the whole system is a little too overwhelming. You've got the STAR community rating system. You know, when I started in this field, it was like, hey, let's uh, figure this out as we go. <laughs> you know, not really anything to turn to. So 
those of us who kind of been doing this early have been making things up, and now some of them have turned into like really legitimate tools. So that's <laughs> true. <laughs> well, this has been great, Denny. I really appreciate you taking the time and kind of sharing Sarpy County's perspective on you know, integrating sustainability into the community through public works. Um, I really appreciate your time. It was a pleasure talking with you, and hopefully some of this may get to the ears of some of the other individuals who have problems. Yeah, I hope so. And if they do, they can reach out to Denny Wilson, Sarpy County's elected plan engineer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you so, much, so much, Denny. Kim. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining this episode of SAS Talk with Kim. You can listen to other podcasts in our sustainability action series at sastalkwithkim.com. Remember that action is the key to your community's sustainable future. What will you act on today?